I think alcohol is one drug which is culturally accepted. So I think as a society we somewhere downplay the negative effects of alcohol. Like I was so unaware how alcohol was affecting our relationship. Like, Let's get sure. the topic started, and you guys will understand in a while why I had this. What happens is when you drink, you have the first drink, you feel great. You have another two drinks, you're feeling great, and then. those feelings of greatness start wearing down and you start feeling tired but there's certain people when you while you're sitting on the couch and you're yawning you see certain people who are the life of the party who are drinking more feeling even more energetic and those people are the ones who are likely to develop alcoholism alcohol make people lust towards others it is not a direct thing to happen it's indirect excess drunk calling Oh god. A lot of times people think that you know they are not over them yet. Excess drunk calling you that's not a sign they love you because if they actually love you, if they actually miss you they would call you when they are sober. Now let's get into the specifics. Do you think that you know drinking alcohol affect relationship in a good manner? Can it help the relationship? What's up guys? Hope you are well. Welcome to another episode of Impossible Love Podcast where we make love possible. So Akanksha, what are we talking about today? We talking about alcohol and love. So is it alcohol on the table right now? Yes. So gin excited. Gin shots in the house. To have this shot. By the way yes. guys, who on earth ever has gin shots? Us. We do that because we did not have a lot of options and we have smuggled this. <laughs> also, do you want me to tell more? No. That you smuggled don't do this. That. Anyway, okay, let's, let's get sure. the topic started, and you guys will understand in a while why I had this. Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, okay. So, what do we start with? I think first, it's so important to address that why are we talking about alcohol and love? I think when we decided to do this podcast, and you were like, "What topics do you think we should cover?" And I think alcohol and love was our favorite topic. Like, so we have to cover this. And I think why that happened was I think alcohol is one drug which is culturally accepted. So I think as a society we somewhere downplay the negative effects of alcohol. Like I was so unaware how alcohol was affecting our relationship when I initially started drinking. Yes, uh, this was very interesting because uh, I started at drinking at age of what twenty three. Yes. You started at what? Twenty four. Twenty three and twenty four. So you know we were already three to five years in the relationship. Yes. For the by the way, for the record, for the first year uh, of me having alcohol, I did not tell my partner. Reason that, for that is for the first <laughs> for the first uh, you know before I started drinking, I was totally anti alcohol. Yes. So when I started drinking, I was like, what would she think? So anyway, I was drinking rarely, so I never told her. Then uh, you know, truth always comes out. I was out. so pissed off. I was so angry. I remember you telling me in the car and almost threw your coffee on your face. That's how pissed off because you were so against it. And then I get to know a year later that you've been having it. Yeah, but at least I told you so. You know that's what matters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A year later, but yes. Truth always comes out, guys. Yes. Let's start with how alcohol works and why is it so much fun. We'll just you know cover the science here for a bit. So how alcohol works is it works on your prefrontal cortex, yes. this part of your brain. Uh, just for the record, uh, the biggest difference between humans and animals is we have a developed prefrontal cortex. Apart from that, uh, alcohol works on NMDA receptors. NMDA receptors and it reduces something called glutamate, uh, which generally excites us. So if it is reduced, we we kind of st st 
stop caring that much, stop thinking that much. Apart from that, it also works on other neurotransmitters, serotonin, which makes us feel happy. Yes. Alcohol increases serotonin. Alcohol also increases dopamine. Right. Dopamine is linked with uh, pleasure, chasing stuff. And uh, whenever you are motivated for something, for some mission in your life, it's your dopamine, which is uh, doing doing its work. Right. So what does the prefrontal cortex actually do? It controls our analytical decision making, our logical decision making. So what impact does alcohol have on the prefrontal cortex is simply shuts it down. So like usually our brain is like, oh, I could do this in this way or I could do that in another way. That completely shuts down. So that's what happens. And also we get like lower inhibitions when we drink. So we don't put too much like forethought in what we're saying. So that's like how exactly how it affects our brain. Yes. And that is why, you know, it is propagated that uh, one should not be drinking and driving because their coordination, their yes. awareness Motor has, coordination uh, gets affected. Yes. Uh, right. Their awareness, coordination and everything else goes down uh, along with a lot of other stuff which happens, which we will be discussing in a bit. And yes, I remember you telling me that there's a reason why we're addicted to alcohol. Like, why do you think we, even though we feel depressed and sad the next day, there's something which always brings us back to alcohol. Like, why does that happen? See, our human brain is wired for instant gratification. Right. Alcohol is a perfect example of that. You feel great in the moment, even if your next 24 hours would, would get messed up due to the hangover. You feel great in the moment. Apart from that, obviously, there's uh, social stuff that, right. you know, if your friends are having it and you have tried it in the past, you would want to have it. You'll be like, one drink doesn't hurt. And that one drink becomes two drinks, then three drinks and so on. One very interesting thing about alcohol is that uh, literally uh, it alcohol, the amount of ethanol slash alcohol in your blood works like a slope, right? Mm. Either it's going up or it's going down. Right. So as soon as you stop drinking, the the level of high does not stabilize. It starts going down. That's it why. Going down. Yes. So that's why you keep on uh, drinking or you keep on wanting to drink. We want more drinks to reach that level of euphoria, which we experience the first two or three drinks. But that usually doesn't happen. It happens with some people. We'll be talking about that later in the episode. So yes. So moving on, I feel like it's very important to discuss the quantities of how one partner drinks and if there's like a mismatch in the quantities of alcohol two people drink. So I think first scenario would be like if one is a heavy drinker and one does not drink. Right. So uh, first scenario, let's, you know, let's simplify this. Like one drinks and one does yeah. not. One, yeah. One partner drinks, one does not. Uh, so it's like self-explanatory. One partner is drinking, the other one is not. If someone has not drank like at all in their life, they are never able to understand what does the high feel like. I remember I, that when you started drinking, I wasn't drinking. I used to feel so anxious because then I think it was the initial years when you started having alcohol. And I remember we went to uh, this place called the back room and you drank quite a bit that night. And I was completely sober. I never started drinking back then. And you were falling, you were fumbling and I got so uh, pissed off. This is all bullshit. I wasn't uh, falling anywhere. I just stumbled. <laughs> Guys, this is a perfect example of what people who don't drink do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they like exaggerating everything. Uh, one part reason for the same is that, you know, uh, we all, people who don't drink uh, try to justify their not drink them not drinking by just looking at the outliers at a party who's who's right. the outlier who's drinking too much who is actually following not just stumbling due to something on the floor you were actually completely fine was your mind getting so no, anxious I, it's, like, it's a great example because you know yeah. uh, i was the same when i was not drinking when i never understood what alcohol actually did uh, i used to think that right, right? alongside uh, we look at outliers who are you know falling uh, creating scenes, fighting, 
uh, because alcohol leads to aggression. Um, right. Apart from that, we also look at people who are puking and we think that everyone who drinks alcohol is like that. But yes. th- those are just the outliers. That's so true. Second scenario would be one is a heavy drinker and one is a moderate drinker. Right. So this scenario, I think it's uh, pretty sorted. And, you know, in this scenario, it can be the guy who's drinking too much and versus the so, partner who's maybe just yeah. giving company but yeah. if you are giving company to someone who drinks a lot then you automatically fall into that level where you are already a moderate drinker and you might turn into a heavy drinker yes because of course like company effects and also i think if someone drinks less than the other and like the one day like one of the partner like says something of or like does like starts falling or something and this person can sort of like attack that person look at me when I drink but I'm not acting like you so I think in this scenario that can arise this is very similar to what you just did to me yeah I did that yes (laughs) I also used to think that because you know when you have never gotten high in your life Hmm. uh, you don't realize what happens and you know earlier when I was never drinking I used to think uh, you know something huge happens because you know one drink literally nothing you just yeah. start chilling a bit yeah, right after a while you start having fun yeah. but yeah too many drinks uh, obviously can cause issues okay so the next scenario would be both are heavy drinkers right so this yeah. is a red flag it's a major red flag red flag is because you know both of you guys would be fueling uh, health getting messed up for each other right uh, the next day next week getting messed up hmm. and uh, potentially health getting messed up long that's term. so true and something I'd like to cover under heavy drinkers is alcohol predisposition which is dependent basically on two factors first is genes and second is age so very interesting um, podcast could you, was, could you explain uh, predisposition to me what do you mean by so that so a person is likely to develop alcoholism like right. there's certain people who are likely to develop alcoholism which is basically two main factors are like how I just said age and genetics so very interesting study I came through while I was preparing for the podcast is that which said that kids who started drinking under the age of 15 have a greater likelihood of developing alcoholism like they could be the future alcoholics in the room second is genetics so if if like your parent or someone in your family is an alcoholic so you like you know you have a greater chance of becoming one so I'll give you like a this this study which I came through which said that usually what happens is when you drink you have the first drink you feel great you have another two things you're feeling great and then those feelings of greatness start wearing down and you start feeling tired but there's certain people when you while you're sitting on the couch and you're yawning you see certain people who are the life of the party who are drinking more feeling even more energetic and even more alert and those people are the ones who are likely to develop alcoholism versus yes. someone who feels tired and a reduction in energy after three to four drinks. Yes. Uh, one thing which I just noticed noted here is that, you know, you said life of the party. Yes. Again, usage of words can also lead to people drinking more. For example, You're right. yes. uh, I drink too much. Tomorrow, so, the next day, someone calls me life of the party. Now I'm like, okay, I was life of the party. I have to repeat that next time. Yes. And what would happen? Uh, it gets repeated. And if your partner says that, wow, you're so much fun after drinking. Yes. What happens? Exactly the same it thing. It encourages to drink more. Exactly. Right. You would want to drink more because you want to, uh, it sounds like a status, but it's not a good thing because alcohol is not good for health. It's as simple as that. Apart from that, there are certain situations where they might be more attracted to alcohol. One is, right. uh, one would be trauma in their early mm. life. Uh Children where they have been raised, where there were inconsistencies when it came to the parenthood or any sort of trauma or single parent homes. And uh, in those cases, uh, children 
have more proclivity to of more right. proclivity of having alcohol mm-hmm. even drugs getting into violent crimes and a lot of other stuff another thing which i would like to cover is uh time to talk about science this is something called aldh2 or deficiency deficiency of alcohol dehydrogenase oh yes what, what okay. does that do so basically that makes the hangover worse right okay i actually have that uh, it, this is something called the asian flush syndrome so it's okay. basically if you turn red after having alcohol it's it might be a sign of that so what actually happens in these cases is that your hangovers are bad oh now if God, your hangovers yeah. are bad what happens uh you take wiser decisions in relation to alcohol versus someone who does not get hangovers right yes. so if you have ad uh, aldh2 uh, deficiency then it's it might be a good thing uh, one example would be asian flush syndrome which is simply you turning red right. uh, i remember uh, you telling me once that you know your pictures are cuter when you are drunk <laughs> yeah and after that you know once you know i was actually researching that you know how can i reduce the hangovers Right. which we can talk about uh, later on um, that's when i understood that you know okay this is actually not a good thing this is an issue and that's why my hangovers are very bad you actually turn red now if i remember like all the time when you drink and i and look cuter yes so you definitely look, look cuter so to look cute for you i'll have to drink <laughs> no don't do that you look cute to me regardless but when i was actually studying the alcohol predisposition i was so thankful to god that i started drinking at a later age which is like 24 because even if you have that alcoholic gene in your body but if you delay the onset or when you start drinking you can sort of suppress that gene isn't that like so interesting this is interesting but apart from that another thing which i feel is that you know if someone starts drinking at a younger age uh maybe there are chances that there's something in their life messed up yes or there's something in their life which can get messed up because of such habits which can lead to you know predisposition of having more alcohol right i think another scenario the last one could be like i think which applies to us that both are both are moderate drinkers yes uh, how do you define moderate drinking moderate drinking would be like one alcoholic beverage for women a day and two alcoholic beverages for men in one day or it could be like 7 to 14 drinks on a friday for example like we only drink once a week so yes. like you probably have like 6 to 7 drinks on a friday so or on a saturday so it gets balanced out so if yes. i if i'm supposed to have 6 drinks in a week right if i have it daily versus uh, having 6 drinks in one night it's going to have the same effects on your brain this is quite interesting health. yes this is great so basically uh, let's un- let's talk about the extreme cases and let's understand what is the difference between alcohol use abuse use and dependence and dependence right could you define these for me alcohol use is basically like you know if there's an issue at home and you like start like you know okay i'm going to have a glass of wine but i think in in this episode we'll be just using alcohol use as like social drinking we won't be going by the exact definition alcohol abuse is like you're not addicted to alcohol but it is affecting your relationship satisfaction like you're fighting with your partner after drinking you're saying mean things the conflicts are rising there could be intimacy issues so that could be defined as alcohol abuse whereas alcohol dependence is that if you don't drink you start getting withdrawal symptoms and this is the part where you like something we really can't help through the podcast you really need like medical intervention if you're alcohol dependent because it's yes. a major issue dependence is actually physical in nature it's not right. just psychological right use abuse is mostly uh, psychological dependence is physical dependence when you are a uh, when you face physical symptoms when it comes to you leaving any substance uh, any addiction uh, be it alcohol be it anything else so if you are in the latter stage uh, seek help it's it's as simple as that because see if you get sick what hap- what do you do 
you go, go to, to a doctor, doctor right yes. then maybe uh, right now might be the right time to take therapy or go to a doctor uh, in any way whatever we are saying uh, does not substitute medical advice it yes. would help you for sure but if you think you need help go to a good therapist go to a good doctor and you know get it sorted because it just improving this can change your life that's amazing yes so what do you think that the biggest areas alcohol affects our relationship Okay, Let's so, start with the in the moment effects. What really happens once you are drunk? Right. So I, I would like to start with the alcohol myopia. Myopia. Yes. It's a very common con- concept. The word myopia comes from being short sighted. Short sighted. Uh, right. If you are short sighted, that means you are myopic. So alcohol makes you short sighted. Via what? Via shutting down your prefrontal cortex. Cortex. What we yes. just discussed. Yes. Right. Uh, so. most of the issues which are caused via alcohol are because of alcohol myopia at least the ones which uh, all the issues which you cause right. while you are high right what happens is that as you just said we become short sighted and we forget or don't pay attention to long term consequences and our immediate environment is is what all we can think about when we are drinking so like that could lead to like really bad like poor decision making like you could say something to your partner and like you know without thinking about the long term consequences like this could erupt in a major fight like you could say something as a joke which could hurt your partner and you wouldn't be thinking about the long term consequences that would have in your to your relationship yes so in simple terms uh, alcohol makes you stop giving a fuck right you stop giving a fuck to what would happen tomorrow what would happen what would your partner feel and all that stuff uh, it's worse for some it's better for some depending upon again the quantities right and uh, see if you don't know your limits while drinking alcohol and if it is leading to you using wrong words uh, getting impulsive because alcohol is the only drug which can make you aggressive right, right? impulsive and aggressive again because you know you are not thinking about the fu- future your prefrontal cortex is shut down you have low inhibitions so you get more impulsive you're like you're going to say things which you might not say when you're sober because you don't like you're not thinking it through right apart from that obviously a lot of times our actions change uh, anger being one of the biggest thing apart from that you might stop caring about how you behave with your partner in front of others oh, this is a big I'm one this is a huge one i'm very guilty of that We, would you I've like to that. talk about that <laughs> so i mean initially so i drink when i was so unaware about the effects of alcohol which were happening to our relationship like um yash just like Very funny. Offered a shot to this acquaintance of mine, who's a very dear friend of mine now, and I got so pissed off. I screamed at you in front of people. I was so embarrassed the next day, and you were shocked because, like, I think that was something which was so out of character for me because I never really lose my shit. It's something which is unlike me, and that's when I realized that oh my god, I need to really like. understand with chill alcohol yeah like chill, chill the, the fuck, fuck out. out like it wasn't a big deal if my boyfriend offers a shot to someone like it was yes. so stupid yes because yeah. you know that in uh, in my terms in my sober terms it uh, it's called general manners <laughs> and yeah obviously if someone is standing with us obviously we would offer anyway you know i would like to talk about something very related something uh, which would which affects a lot of relationships alcohol lust although yes. this is not a word i just invented it for this it's episode it's vocabulary yes so because you know alcohol make people lust towards others it is not a direct thing to happen it's indirect yes, because it's you are just you that yes. you think that alcohol is just a trigger or alcohol causes it i think we both agree and that it's just a trigger it's something you want to do and alcohol maybe helps you to like bring that side of 
of year because it's not it can't be the root cause we can't blame alcohol yes alcohol is just being, the trigger yeah yes we can't blame alcohol if you're being um if you like you know this thing unfaithful to your partner it's it's never the cause alcohol is never the cause it's just a trigger alcohol is a trigger and an excuse Al- yes excuse a lot of yes, times people right justify word. their actions by saying that you know okay i was just drunk yes right? i've seen a lot of guys do that right so uh, as an excuse plus as a trigger oh yaar i was drunk so you know that's why i did that i think it's very important to know that alcohol is a drug and even small amounts of alcohol changes it transforms the person it affects your mood it affects your brain it affects your physical health so of course like you know it transforms you but like how many times i feel like we know that people have forgiven their partners if they've been cheated on when they were drunk right. so i feel like like you just said it, can, it should never be used as an excuse The, what is the biggest difference between animals and humans tell us the biggest difference is the brain right, right. our prefrontal cortex is developed for okay. animals yeah. it is not right yeah. so animals don't have a vision of future yes alcohol and drinking too much of alcohol makes us animal like oh right God. because yeah. uh, for example think about dogs uh, since you have a very cute dog marshall <laughs> miss you marshall anyway <laughs> uh, So think about dogs. Dogs don't think about a future relationship. So you know, if they have you know lust, they would act over it, right? right? Uh, if it even if it is in front of their maybe partner dog, I'm not sure. I haven't ever seen a scenario like that. But this is how you, uh, animal brain works. Yes. Human brain also becomes like that when you are too drunk, right? Or when you are too drunk, what happens? Your prefrontal cortex and you thinking about the future. Uh, Stops, keeps like, yeah. on going down yeah. uh you are not thinking about the future you are not caring at all and you are doing whatever you feel like doing and right. i personally feel that becomes animal like yes. same goes for impulsiveness aggression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i see that in myself one or two times i got so aggressive uh, when drunk yes that next morning i was like who was that yeah and uh, i never used that to justify my actions but i was like this has to improve you, have you know you were great quality you were aware people are people are not even aware of like how they feel and what they do under the influence of alcohol also very interesting point is that for example like if you get into a fight with your partner when you guys were drinking and then you sleep off like you sleep and then the next morning you wake up you wake up with a hangover you are feeling groggy how are you supposed to solve a conflict when you, you when you yourself are feeling like shit yes a lot of people actually let let me have water <laughs> yes a lot of people uh, don't actually talk about these things they think okay raat gayi baat gayi yes. which is quite fucked up because you know le- it you the problems might be at level 1 right now they would go to level 2 then level 3 and so on so you know stop the problem at level 1 itself yeah, right if it, right. if there's been an issue once you guys are done with the hangover discuss it so that it is not repeated yes. it's not about making mistakes it's about not repeating them right right uh, so another thing is that you know i've seen a lot of people have alcohol to ignore problems for example we have a fight today and we are like okay instead of talking it out let's have a drink like, yeah, it's so easy out. to just let's mask go out and party. issues and be like oh let's party let's drink and let's forget about that but i feel like you just growing resentment inside you you know if you like keep like keeping it inside you're not talking about it you're just building that up conflict delayed is conflict multiplied i love that it's such a true thing which you always tell me it's so true talking about conflicts and breakups i would like to talk about uh, one very interesting scenario Exes drunk calling. Oh God! Right, a lot of times, if you're guilty of doing that, raise your hands if someone's guilty of doing that. Are you? I thought you you pointed this towards me, and I was <laughs> thinking that you know whether I ever did that. I don't think no, so. No, you weren't drinking back then. Yeah, um, mm. I never did that. So talking about uh, 
your ex calling you when he or she is drunk a lot of times people think that you know they are not over them yet right. it's just that look at look at the situation they are mm. not thinking about anything whatsoever yes they might be uh, running running over lust right now yes so you know that's something which we have to keep in mind and if your ex is drunk calling you that's not a sign they love you because if they actually love you if they actually miss you they would call you when they are sober right also a lot of people stop caring so a lot of times your ex might call you and bullshit you that you know i miss you all the time and all that stuff and next day they, yeah. they might not even call you or the next day uh, next day they might just block you because they said stuff without that caring that is so true and i feel it's going to break so many hearts because i feel like when we were younger and if you were dating someone and we had a fight or it was a breakup and someone called us i remember always to say that oh people always think the truth when they're drunk and you just debunked that and it's it's scientifically proven like it's not true they are saying the truth when their brain is not working so you know does truth yeah. ma- matter when your brain is not working yeah. that's the question it's a false misconception we had when we were kids that if, if our ex is calling us while they're drunk that means that they love us and it's That's it's like saying, uh, yeah. it's literally confirmation bias. We find evidence to get confirmation for what we want to believe. Yes, although right. it's not true, it's a bias. Learn psychology, guys. <laughs> I feel like the short term or in the moment effects of alcohol often discussed, but I think what we forget is that how alcohol affects our body, our brain, our health in the long term. Like enlighten us upon that. Yeah. So basically, first thing uh, the next day happens is a lot of people think hangover is just about uh, just about having water, right. just about dehydration. Mm-hmm. They are wrong. Mm. It, it has a lot to do with the neurotransmitter function. Apart from that, alcohol dehyde. So your body is being detoxified of alcohol dehyde, mm-hmm. and during that time. you are not feeling good because your mm-hmm. liver is not feeling mm-hmm. good your neurotransmitters have uh, are kind of not working optimally right so what happens you don't feel your 100% last night you haven't had a good night of sleep uh, alcohol messes up your sleep like crazy when i tr- started tracking sleep uh, my hrv heart rate variance used to be so low those who don't know hrv uh, it's a, it's a predictor of how your what what your health looks like what your mm. internal state looks like apart from that alcohol is a is a thermogenic in nature yes. so it would actually mess up your sleep right i remember you telling me that you would track your sleep i think in your aura ring yes uh, somehow i'm not wearing it, it right yes. now because it was uh, i was just charging it and you told me that even after one glass of wine your sleep gets disrupted i'm like no you kidding me that can't be true and actually when i was prepping for the podcast i came across a study which showed you were completely right that even a single glass of wine or an alcoholic beverage can ruin your sleep quality Yes so uh, apart from that obviously if you haven't slept well what happens your emotional reactivity goes up mm-hmm. if your neurotransmitters are, are down regulated what happens again you are not feeling your 100% you don't feel like doing anything uh taking my own example generally i'm a very driven person every morning i wake up with the mission i have to do this and i have to do that but the next day of alcohol i don't feel like doing anything whatsoever You still right. work that so one very interesting yeah. thing which i would want to talk about here is guys who are working on their career right now mm-hmm. and who are having alcohol uh, consistently right. guys that is killing your drive it is killing your motivation maybe go off it for a while because career is a big deal for a lot of guys right till the time uh, till the time you're for set, everyone settled. for women as well yes uh, but you know i'm talking in terms of guys because i'm a guy and you know <laughs> i know my own psychology well yes. apart from that uh, again low mood can lead to more fights if you fought last night next day's fight would, might continue uh, apart from that you might feel cranky all the time apart from that lot of other a uh, lot of other things which i will talk about in a bit apart from that 
two more things happen uh, number one people ignore what happened last night just because they were drunk right and uh, they a lot of people are like putting blame on alcohol that it's you know very important to okay sorry i did that yeah. but it was alcohol it was yes. wasn't me it yes. was you dude you completely right like we need to stop using alcohol as an excuse like i only said that because i was drunk like how often have we heard that we've said that maybe ourselves like that needs to be stopped i think it's very important to also like um discuss about the long term effects of alcohol on the body brain and health yes yeah, so long term effects uh, i have a list in front of me actually uh, brain health would get messed up right uh, you actually you were talking about a study in relation to brain health can you talk about that yes there was actually a study conducted by a team of university of pennsylvania where they studied 36000 healthy adults who drank light to moderate amounts of alcohol and the results were surprising there's there's a question which we often are like discussing that how does small amount of alcohol affect our brain the studies showed that there was reduction in brain volume even when people drank light to moderate amounts which is one alcoholic beverage for women and like two alcoholic beverages for men or like seven drinks to 14 drinks in a week right. and there was another study the title was associations between alcohol consumption and gray and white matter volumes in the uk by a bank which also showed similar results there was reduction in neurons in different regions of the brain good apart from that it would mess up quality of your life for sure because right. uh, if you are just wasting one day because of a hangover also just to be clear with a lot of people a lo- in a lot of cases hangovers are longer than one day Mm-hmm. first day you're would right. be very bad next day you might feel a little better but you are still not 100% so if you are drinking twice in a week in a way you are just messing up your whole week right right so keep that in mind sex drive can go down because mm-hmm. of hormonal function messed up liver health uh, apart from that if you are looking for a long term relationship with your partner and you guys are drinking too much that can lead right. to alzheimers one very interesting mm-hmm. pointer i just typed it down that you know uh, a lot of parents think they are cool parents when they offer alcohol to their children when they are young they are 13 14 and uh, cool right. parents are giving alcohol to their children don't do that because children are anyway not mature completely that's why we call them children they are not mature mature and uh, alcohol makes you more immature their brain hasn't grown uh, on an average for most people brain development completes at an age of 25 years oh my god right yeah. so if you are making someone drink at age of 13 it's not cool you are not a cool parent you are fucking up their health and uh, yes i'm pretty sure you don't want to do that but that is happening because uh, another thing which would happen is children are young right now young and stupid right, right. Uh, what happens when they turn 18 because you know they have already been having alcohol they might just move to something to the next level yes. a lot of children are these days are having those vapes Right, right. right. <laughs> It's quite addictive, and you know, apart from that, vapes, and you know, what is the next level after vapes and alcohol? Like hard or drugs, like yeah, you know, MDMA, cocaine. The list is never ending. Scary. Exactly. Th- that is what yeah. it is. So you know, keep in mind. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a right age of doing everything. In any way, both of us drink actually. So yeah. although this my shot was fake uh, <laughs> because my uh, sober month is going on right now. And you broke my sober month streak. I'm pissed off. I did not break it. I g- gave you an option that you know. Okay. Anyway, th- back yeah. to this. So you know, if you are parents who are motivating such stuff, uh, don't do that. Don't do if that. If you are parents right. who are drinking regularly and your children see that, uh, and you say that you know, 
please don't do that it's not a good thing you lead by example fact of the matter is children yeah. do not listen to you they observe you right? right so maybe don't drink in front of them uh this is the best solution for now next do you think now let's get into the specifics do you think that you know drinking alcohol affects uh relationship in a good manner can it help the relationship before that before we um stop demonizing alcohol i would like to talk about this another long term side effect of alcohol is that it increases your base level stress hormone called the cortisol so even when you're not drinking your adrenal gland is going to release more cortisol so you're going to be more stressed and that's a long term side effect of alcohol right uh, the thing is uh, all of us are li- living such stressed lives right and uh, just having alcohol which lot of us have to relieve stress right it is worsening your stress levels for the next few days right, right? if um, if not just the next day yes right. next day is the worst but uh, it keeps on getting worsened uh, it it stays uh, the cortisol stays higher yes for is there any timeline on that No, there's no time limit. Basically, your base stress levels, even when you're not drinking, are high. Like cortisol gets released even more. Right. Like when you're not drinking through your adrenal glands, and also it increases impulsive behavior because, as you just told me yesterday, when we were studying the effects of GABA, which, like you know, the cycle, like the inhibitory neurotransmitter, the production of it decreases. So impulsive behavior also increases the long term, even when you're not drinking. Yes. Ah. Uh- interesting point to gaba another thing with gaba is gaba helps you sleep well right? right so if gaba is down regulated sleep can get messed up so yeah okay i i think we're not here to demonize alcohol we just will help you and ourselves probably make more informed decisions so i would actually also want to talk about how alcohol in specific helped our relationship yes i would want you to start with that I feel like um initially I would always want to go out with you and everyone who knows you knows that you're a man of few words you're an introvert so I feel like when you started drinking I was surprised you started loving partying even more than I did so for us it was like that was one of the major factor we'd always fight you know wanted to go out with me and now you're like oh, let's go there let's go I was like I was sort of got like really happy it was like a bonding experience for us like we often go out for like a date nights once a week where we love like our asian food and a glass of wine and we talk about everything possible on planet earth and it's so sweet and i i think it like it's really like a bonding experience for some people if you do it like you know in a in a correct manner definitely in our case uh, the biggest thing was the partying thing because uh, i remember us going for a party when i i used to be sober and i was like i felt anxious the whole day that you know what will i do how will i pass I my time and yes. i just wanted to get out of the place although you know people were so welcoming mm-hmm. uh, you know met a lot of people who were like we love your work and stuff like that it was great but you know i just wanted to get out uh, the dj was also very good who i love right now yeah. but uh, you know th- at that time it was very difficult for me and i think a couple of times we had a fight in relation to that that helped for sure another thing which helped me uh, in our case is uh, that i started gelling with the friends yes. i'm a big time introvert so you know uh, i never used to understand that you know how do we talk to new people what to say to new people although i have been always been empathetic right. but i never used to uh, you know i i used to feel shy like right? you 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 know the ones who could do small talk it was yes. just yeah small talk always felt like an issue but you know once uh, i had a few conversations with uh, new people while being drunk 
that actually taught me how to have conversations while being sober also right right so that helped me in one way which is like you know which has i mean it's a, it's a great thing i i won't say that it's just about alcohol it's about you know analyzing also right. and improvising from that also but and yes alcohol helped you're a great conversationalist like if i think of it you actually never needed alcohol in the in the first place but i feel like now you drink you don't drink you you can like talk to anyone and everyone and people love to listen to you so yes apart from that i feel that you know alcohol can actually help us uh, navigate problems when it is difficult to talk your heart out especially when you know things are going haywire yeah. right uh, although this can backfire yeah, uh, you might okay. just yeah. end up ignoring the issue yeah. Yeah. but uh, if you guys know how to resolve problems and don't worry guys we'll be covering conflict resolution soon yes. if you know how to resolve problems then you know um, maybe it can help it can help you to talk your heart out yeah uh, it can also help with affection when you know people are just getting into a relationship mm-hmm. that's uh, a very great point actually never yes. thought of as that as a coach i would like to talk about a lot of people having body image issues right mm. they're not able to be intimate uh, with their partner oh my god yeah that's so true actually yeah so getting intimate mm-hmm. uh, you know you might just get intimate with your partner in a state where you're drunk then you realize okay it's okay now we are comfortable with each other so you know that can also help according to me that's true um I think even to this point, if someone thinks that we don't know if alcohol is really a detriment to our relationship or not, like is it causing any issue? Maybe ask yourself like the biggest fights you've had, the last time you spoke badly, or like you know you misbehaved with your partner. Were you under the influence of alcohol or not? I think when you like just be honest with yourself, like how many times have you fought with your partner when drinking or like misbehaved with them? What do you think about this activity? You think like I think if you're honest, yeah, it could really great. help. Yeah, this is great because you know, but it has to start with taking ownership. Right. That you know, okay, I am the same person who's having alcohol. Yeah. Drunk me also has to take full responsibility. I have to take full responsibility of drunk me. Also, think about the fights on the next day, right? Next yes, few days, right, because right. like you just mentioned, uh, that cortisol goes up. Uh, apart from that, hangover days. If for example if you are drinking twice in a week right and you are irritated for the next four or two days each right mm. you are missing up six days of a week right, right? right. and uh, living with some some other person who's a different person obviously right. uh, this can you know wreak havoc in your lives and your relationship life so keep that in mind and uh, apart from that maybe uh, rate your relationship if you are if you are a case like us who started having alcohol mid in between your relationship maybe create a score chart that you know how was your relationship before having alcohol mm-hmm. how, how was your intimacy how was your problem resolution what was the volume of problems that's a great activity. before the uh, yeah. before having alcohol and after having alcohol and uh, you would have the numbers in front of you just be amazing. honest amazing yes and i think another important question is that if we are dealing with someone who's abusing alcohol or conflicts are rising after alcohol how do we address this with our partner right first is that you know get into a calm state Right. Do it when you're sober. Uh, I'll talk about a strategy which is called stonewalling. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this book called Emotional Inter- Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Stonewalling is basically if your partner is acting impulsive, you right. do not react for a while. Okay. Right. Not long term. You yeah. do not react for a while. So if you know your partner is too drunk, you just stonewall for a while. Yes. Wait for the situation to get sorted. Wait for the hangover to get sorted. Then you discuss it. That's amazing. That's such a valid point. It basically simply if you say it, do it when both of you are sober. Also, I feel like 
let's not attack the person let's not talk in a defensive tone let's not make it a you problem let's make it a we problem let's like talk about i think alcohol is is not helping our relationship in any way we like saying mean things to each other we always fighting conflicts are arising so probably like you know maybe we should like cut down for a while and like you know do something else for like a bonding experience every problem in a relationship should always be a we problem the day we start doing me versus you uh, that is the way your uh, that is the day your relationship starts going downhill right so right. that's something which we need to keep in mind apart from that uh, creating accountability yes uh, so for example although you did not live up to the accountability right now <laughs> but you know create accountability uh, a lot of times see the thing is uh, i am having a sober month i announced that on my instagram right so you want accountability it's called followers. the audience effect also yeah. uh that you know if people are watching mm-hmm. you act act better and you are mm-hmm. more accountable right mm-hmm. so apart from right. that create accountability with your friends with your partner for sure um have a sober month like uh, i am having so was uh, i to like until this yeah podcast. one drink doesn't hurt right yeah i think <laughs> when you doing sober month it also can be such a great bonding experience for two people because it like force you to have unresolved you know uh, problems in your relationship because you won't be drinking so you can't use alcohol to mask the real problems you could probably go on a hike go on a vacation go on a retreat go on a meditation camp really use this sober month or dry january to build a relationship outside of just going to partying and like drinking alcohol could you give me better and more interesting options for the same these are the options which interest me so you when have was to... the last time we went for a hike I've been wanting to go since the past eight years. You never take me. When did me. you? When I did you plan it out for me? When? <laughs> so okay, so I'll give you more ideas. Uh, work dates. Yes. Coffee dates. If you love coffee. Yeah. Uh, spending time with each other. Uh, spending time with each other. Uh, doing activities which help you improve. Working out. Yeah. Going to the gym. Um, and stuff like that. Apart from that, you know, a lot of times one one fun activity which I would like doing uh, once with you is that both of us are sober and we notice other people who are drunk. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you know that's something which can be done. Apart from that, uh, one thing which I would like to cover here is usage usage of words. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times, uh, for example, someone misbehaves when they are drunk. Right. And next day you call them alcoholic. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you are, wrong. You need to segregate the person and the deed. Right. Right. Then only you can help your help your partner improve. That a lot is of such peop- a great point. Actually. A lot of people believe in uh, negative motivation. Right. That okay, I'll call this person alcoholic. You're just fucking that person up. Yes, that's right. True. Because a lot of times, even if it's your partner who you know completely mm-hmm. is going through a lot of stuff, right? Help them na- navigate. Show show them uh, what who they can be. Don't right. show them who they might be. Show yes. them who they can be, that's and that amazing. can change the game. And this is, you know, this is the biggest thing which you can do. Uh, this is what we do as coaches, uh, day in and day out. So you know, this can change the game, literally change the game. That's uh, the best quality in you. Like the amount of faith you have in me, I don't even think I have it like in myself. But the way like you show me my potential, I feel like it's an it's a thing which you've probably like built. as you know in your profession but it's the best quality i feel like you have and very interesting thing about this case is that you know i never lie, lie to people i actually <laughs> see that yeah it's i have never lied to anybody about this if i see that i say that but i i am always able to see that right right uh, what the what do you think the other ways um you know we can help if alcohol is like causing an issue one very interesting point would be improve your company mm, right? right first of all 
get up and look in the mirror it's mm-hmm. very easy to uh, wake up and point fingers at others right wake up and look in the mirror mm-hmm. ask yourself mm-hmm. what wo- what was the last fun activity yes. you did without alcohol when right. was the last time you had fun without alcohol right. because a lot of times you might be in bad company that is yourself start mm-hmm. with yourself then you know talk to your partner then uh, think about other situations and that would help i think another thing could be like stop drinking at home maybe like take out the liquor cabinet from your house cuz i think a fight happens with your partner you go to your bar you start having a drink cuz house is your comfort home but i also feel like if you probably would drink outside like in a restaurant the added expense would maybe like not want you to like a drink more cuz it's like obviously way more expensive <laughs> this is a very interesting point i never thought about it yeah. yes so basically just remove your trigger situations for example this month what i'm trying to do is uh, i'm literally not going to places where i might want to drink alcohol so right. you know keep that in mind and you know that would uh, help uh, although obviously there are a few events which are important so you know i'll obviously uh, not drink and uh, or you strategies to start drinking less, uh, less right yes. you don't need to create abstinence mm-hmm. start with moderation start with moving towards moderation first yes. of all create a drink quota mm-hmm. ask yourself what is your upper limit reduce two drinks from that one or two drinks from that and that's your actual limit right try uh, start us uh, taking to the limit and from there maybe taper down maybe have a week off if you are having it weekly then maybe move to towards a trigger month or something another strategy which can be used i use it with a lot of clients of mine uh, to save calories right have one drink yeah instead of having the next drink have maybe diet coke or a glass of Some water, water yes. then have the next drink and so on this would you know reduce the volume of the drinks by a lot that's great also like like i think um coach vibes could also tell us like maybe if we could like is are there any ways way way we could like um manage hangover in a better way like some strategies yes uh, one is hydration for sure yes. uh, but it's not the only thing mm-hmm. one is hydration uh, have a drink a lot of water between your drinks right try to have electrolytes before mm-hmm. going out uh, next day maybe have st- stuff like magnesium right. uh, it can help with gaba um try to, try to have alcohol which suits you Mm-hmm. certain uh, forms of alcohol yes. especially darker forms of alcohol or uh, doesn't suit a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, ha- try to have the form of alcohol which you can control because right. if you can control the quantities uh, it's ma- ma- much easier one hack simple hack is have the alcohol which you don't like having taste wise uh, <laughs> okay. so for example yeah. i i hate the taste of uh, vodka I'll, if yeah. i have vodka i wouldn't be able to have a lot Drink of drinks too much, yeah. best strategy for hang- hangover is drinkless Drinkless right? and probably I feel like sleep more. Yes, sleep more. Uh, talking about sleeping, like I mentioned, that uh, alcohol is a thermogenic and it stays in your bloodstream for six hours. Okay, so if you can yes. cut off alcohol six hours before you sleep, that can help for sure. And uh, yes, so basically, if those who want to know, alcohol uh, interrupts us getting into deep sleep, so it messes right. up deep sleep completely, yes. which is very important. Amazing, and I think another way I feel like my friends keep telling me is like. eat like eat more when you drinking like so you won't be as drunk i think we've all heard that like it doesn't really work that way what happens is that if we eat when we drinking so we won't feel less high what happens when we drink more like we have another drink so then our body would uh consume it slowly that's what happens it like if you're already drunk and you eat it won't really help yes and- but in a way uh in a way while for example you are eating you are just getting yeah. distracted you might yeah. just end up drinking less yeah. and lot lot of people including me that you know we don't like eating while drinking it's not fun and it's 
it's quite uncomfortable right it's just wine which i can have but again with the you know light food such as sushi i'm missing sushi right now yeah i think after the podcast we should really like go yeah, for our today's our today's episode has been a banger i guess yes and now i, I want to tell mom that you had alcohol please smuggled don't. it in and had it <laughs> i think this brings us to the end of today's episode and guys see you soon keep on watching uh, if you have any questions in relation to whatever we discussed if you have any suggestions or if you have any additions yes. uh, to what we discussed uh, please uh, comment below and see you soon and keep on watching and this is vivius logging off bye you were supposed to say this is akanksha logging off this is akanksha logging off Ta-ta. are you are you <laughs> yes <laughs> see you guys bye